1: It's the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. People
0: like to say that Tony has a much-deserved few days off. We don't work that hard, though. Not deserved. We just have to take him. Dave Jennings here. Although Tony may appear at some point during the show through the magic of radio wizardry, we're going to chat with my man Billy Prickett. Need my NFL fix this hour? We're also going to hear from Malik Williams and Carleek Jones. Of course, Louisville basketball players Malik the senior, Carleek the grad transfer from Radford. Got a few minutes with them. And then, how do you top that off? The legendary Pat Boone. That's right. 86-year-old Pat Boone still doing it. And we will hear from him. We'll bring Dwight in for that. But first, we're going to head to my man Billy Prickett. Half of the Billys of the Billy and Billy show, as you might gather. Hey, Billy.
1: Hey, how you doing, Dave? Thanks for having me on.
0: Of course. Tell us about the Billy and Billy show.
1: Yeah, the Billy and Billy show. Uh, we talk fantasy football and really just all things NFL every single Sunday from 12 to 1, taking you right up to kickoff. It's on all the 790KRD socials, and you can find us on Twitch at Sports. So plenty of platforms for you guys to find us on. Again, that's 12 to 1 every Sunday.
0: Let's start, I guess, with last night. We had a couple of 4-0 and teams. Something had to give And the Bills buckled in a big way. What did you take away from the Titans' Bills? Are they both contenders, only the Titans, or neither one?
1: Well, if you are an avid listener of Billy and Billy, you know that I am very skeptical of the Bills this year. They Mm -hmm. come in with very high expectations. Josh Allen was off to a very hot start. Uh, But, you know, you look at their early season schedule, and it wasn't a lot of strong teams. They had the Dolphins, the Jets to open the season. They had that win against the Los Angeles Rams, which was definitely impressive. Sure, but they were also up twenty-eight to three in that game, blew the lead, and then they were given um, a, a, a questionable PI call to to stay alive in the fourth quarter there to win the game. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm very skeptical of the Buffalo Bills, and then they go into Tennessee on this weird Tuesday night game. Tennessee has a bunch of guys out from COVID-19 issues as we know and they were only working on what you know a few days of practice they right. were allowed into their facility until about Saturday and they just come out and completely dominate this Bills team 42 to 16 last night Josh Allen with a couple of costly turnovers, and that offense just wasn't really in sync all night long. So, uh, first of all, hats off to to the Titans for, for playing such a great game under under the insane circumstances that that they had to face this year in the uh, this this uh, week and the adversity. But the Buffalo Bills, man, they got to get it together. You know, going into Tennessee in a game like that, you gotta you gotta play better um, in a primetime national stage. So we'll see if they can rebound next week. But that that was very telling to me that. You know, maybe my prediction on the Bills might come true.
0: You probably, Billy, have had people, guys and girls in your life, they're friends, and they seem to go through girlfriend after girlfriend after girlfriend or boyfriend after boyfriend after boyfriend or both, depending on the person. And there's always some reason why it never works out, and it's never them. And at some point you have to think, is there any chance that you could be at fault here? So Le'Veon Bell, who hasn't been happy for a while, he was happy with the contract that he signed with the Jets, The uniform may be greener, but the grass isn't always. Four years, $52.5 million, Adam Gase and the dumpster fire that is the Jets, flat-out released. They tried to trade him, but nobody wanted the contract. So Le'Veon Bell, is the problem with the Jets? Is the problem with anything but Le'Veon Bell or a combination of both?
1: I think it's it's very much a combination of both. You know, I've gone on record many times to say Adam Gase is – Absolutely the worst head coach in all the NFL. I really don't understand how he still has a job. Uh, but you know, Le'Veon Bell obviously has been kind of a troublemaker mm-hmm. in the past as far as being in the locker room with guys and, uh, you know, contract talks and all that. You know, he's very difficult to deal with in, in Pittsburgh and that's why they just let him go. You're like, you, you know, we don't want to pay you all this money. You're a running back. Uh, we know that running backs life cycles in the NFL aren't very long. Uh, so you know, they shipped him off and, and the Jets signed him to this big deal, and now it's coming back to bite him. So the Steelers are definitely laughing at this whole situation, kind of saying, well, we told you so. But also, as a fantasy football owner of Le'Veon Bell in the league, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very excited about the prospect of him being on another team without Adam Gase leading an offense. Because, I mean, Adam Gase, that's just where you go to, to, for careers to die. Uh, so I, I think Le'Veon Bell in a better situation, in a better offense, in, in a better scheme is still one of the top running backs in the NFL. You know that that's a huge part of being in the NFL. You have to be in the right system. You have to have the right coach. And, and I think Le'Veon Bell in that right fit is going to be a, a, a difference maker for for a team. So we'll see where he goes. You know he has yet to be signed, um, but it was big that you know they they dropped that contract by mm-hmm. just releasing him because no no team was going to trade for that. So now. Uh, a team can kind of work their own deal out and get down on the squad.
0: And we'll get to that here in a second. I mean, Bell hesitates when he runs. He should hesitate before he talks sometimes. Any chance of, and it was an ugly divorce, but the Steelers could be a team that could actually benefit from him. And he's a uh, team's in a situation now, kind of like with Cam Newton, Where Superman, who turned into kind of super weirdo, is going to behave, do all the right things, and try to get another big deal with somebody. I'm thinking Bell's probably going to behave for the rest of the year and see if he can get another long-term deal from somebody. But who makes sense for him?
1: I don't think the Steelers are necessarily out of the question. I think it would take a lot to kind of uh, rekindle that relationship there, as you said. But you know, never say never in the NFL. But uh, the, the team that sticks out to me the most that could really benefit from having a dynamic back like Le'Veon Bell are the Chicago Bears. Bingo! Yeah, they're sitting at uh, four. Yeah, they're sitting at four and one right now, and, and a lot of people are not buying into that four and one hype. But if you want people to start buying in and add a dynamic playmaker to that offense with Nick Foles in the backfield with you. Go ahead, get Le'Veon Bell. I mean, that guy's definitely going to make a difference on an offense like that, and that's a team that could really use a a shot in the foot on offense because their defense has really been saving them in some situations this year. So uh, I think that would be a a great fit for him. I think Matt Nagy could really use him uh, to the best of his abilities.
0: I know they have guys that they like in Buffalo, but they have 3.7 yards per carry, third worst in the league. Any chance the team that we saw get throttled last night could use him?
1: I mean, it seems like Sean McDermott does not really want to to trust any of his running backs. You know, Devin Singletary last year uh, was a guy that was averaging a lot of yards per carry around the five to six yards per carry uh, area, but he, he didn't seem like he wanted to feed him. You know, he kept Frank Gore involved in that offense. Um, and you know Frank Gore is not getting any younger, and then we see this year, you know, he's still kind of relying on other backs and not really wanting to choose a certain guy. So you know, maybe Devin Singletary isn't as good as as we thought he was. Uh, maybe you know Zach Moss has been hurt in Buffalo. That's kind of their other guy that they've been using. But TJ Yeldon got quite a few carries last night. Uh, so so yeah, maybe. They just don't like the guys they have in the building. Don't want to trust any of them to, to be a workhorse. And Le'Veon Bell certainly can can be a workhorse in this league. We've seen it before. So uh, that's definitely not out of the question. Uh, I'm not sure what the Bills' salary cap looks like right now. I know they signed Stephon Diggs in the offseason, too. Pretty big contract. So I think they could work something out if they needed to, though.
0: Talking with Billy Prickett, half of the Billy and Billy show, which you can catch right here every weekend. Another guy that didn't work out with the current administration. It's amazing how quickly the Washington Redskins can give up on their first-round draft picks. So Dwayne Haskins is not going to be in Washington. Trade rumors abound, and there's probably probably suitors for his services. Now, Washington has decided he's not the quarterback of the future for them. Are there teams out there that think he might be, and where's a good landing spot for Haskins, the former Ohio State QB?
1: I don't think it's necessarily a surprise with his situation in Washington this year. You know, Ron Rivera comes in as the new head coach there, does not have any connection to Dwayne Haskins. Right. He was not in the building when they drafted him. And, you know, he he shows up the first couple of weeks of the season, does not look impressive. And Ron Rivera says, you know what, you're done. I'm going to get my own guy in here probably next year uh, and, and we'll go from there. So that, that situation did not surprise me at all. But I I do believe Dwayne Haskins can be a guy that is good in the the NFL one day. I think he was thrown into the fire a little too quickly. Uh, You know, he was more of like a project, in my opinion, coming out of college. You know, he only played uh, for one season Mm at Ohio State, and it was a very impressive season. I just don't think he was ready uh, to to translate that to the NFL. So if he can get on one of these teams that has an an older quarterback like – like a Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, or um, what's the other one? What I'm trying to think of the old quarterbacks. I mean, the Saints are already pretty set at quarterback. Obviously, Drew Brees would be uh, the other guy. But if he can sit behind a, a veteran guy, maybe a big Ben Roethlisberger in, in Pittsburgh, and, and learn from an offense and a system and then get into it, rather than just being thrown in as a rookie, I think he can be a, a starting quarterback in this league. It's just got to be the right fit.
0: long as you mentioned your Saints, Drew Brees, is this his last year? If so... Is Captain Crableg the answer, and if not, is Haskins a possibility? And the other guy, you've got a turnover machine up the road who's not getting any younger. That's Philip Rivers. Any chance they roll with Philip for a year or two and, and bring Haskins into Indianapolis?
1: That's the other old quarterback I was trying to say, <laughs> Phillip Rivers. Yes, that, that would be a good one to sit behind and, and kind of learn from. And I think Indianapolis has some really good pieces, and I, I think they're going to be a team to, to worry about in years to come. So that, that would be a great fit for Haskins. As far as the Saints quarterback situation goes, I think it's pretty clear that this is Drew Brees' last season uh, as an NFL quarterback. He's got that NBC TV deal kind of already lined up for retirement and, uh, you know, his, his, his play is not getting any better. It's, I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people have made it out to be this year. You know, he's still throwing, uh, for 300 yards a game pretty much and a bunch of touchdowns and whatnot, but, uh, not able to get the ball down the field as, as well as he used to. And I think it's just a sign of the, his time coming to an end. Uh, but I love the, the prospect of, of Jameis Winston starting quarterback in New Orleans next year. I think it would be a match made in heaven to go from, you know, Drew Brees, this guy who has been a, a very conservative quarterback, don't don't really uh, take many big shots down the field later on in his career, back to that kind of air raid offense with Jameis Winston throwing it around. And, you know, Jameis, he had the eye surgery. Maybe he can see the, the, mm-hmm. in the defense a little bit better, maybe not going to turn it over as much. And if he can really cut down on those turnovers – we see the talent there. So him paired with Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, all these weapons that New Orleans has. With Sean Payton running the offense, I I really like the idea of that. And, uh, you know, hopefully we sign him to a contract next year.
0: And the access to fresh seafood can't be discounted either with Jameis. And he, <laughs> right. and he can yeah. afford it now, too. Okay, the pink torpedo is in. They've inserted him into the Dallas lineup, not because they wanted to, but Dak Prescott got, got hurt. Heard one of the announcers actually suggest, I think it was Tony Dungy, After Dak went out and then Andy came in and helped them win, he hooked up a couple of times with Michael Gallup to pull off the win for the Cowboys. And Tony actually suggested that Dallas could be better off with the torpedo at quarterback. What did he mean?
1: I think what he meant there is, so Dak Prescott was leading the the NFL in pass attempts, all the NFL. So they have an all-pro running back in that backfield, Ezekiel Elliott, probably isn't getting fed like he should with a guy like Dak throwing the ball forty times a game. So Mm -hmm. obviously with Andy Dalton in this in this lineup now, they're gonna rely on the run game a little bit more. And I think that's really a winning formula. Uh their their defense has been their their biggest Achilles heel this year. So if you can get a run game going and keep that defense off the field as much as possible, then yeah, it might be more of a recipe for success instead of having to throw the ball fifty times a game and score 40 points to win. So, um, you know, not not saying that Andy Dalton is better than Dak Prescott in any way imaginable. Dak Prescott was having a phenomenal year. He was on pace to break records. Not that I'm a big on-pace guy, but, I mean, through four games in the NFL, the amount of yards he was thrown for was was really impressive. So obviously, wishing him well for a full recovery. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what this Dallas team does with Andy Dalton. He's a very capable quarterback. We've seen it in Cincinnati. You know, he gets hated on for for the playoff losses and, and uh, sitting behind a bad offensive line for years. And I, I think he, you know, in the right in the right fit here in Dallas, they got a pretty good O line, a good running back to rely on, and probably the best triplet. Uh, of wide receivers in the NFL. I think he's going to be just fine. Don't turn the ball over. Don't make mistakes and take the big plays when you
0: got them. That's the perfect place to go. You go from a team that you make the playoffs and don't win games in the playoffs to Dallas, which is an organization that when they make the playoffs, they don't win games in the playoffs. So seems to be a pretty yeah. good fit. But back to the OGs, Billy Prickett, Breeze, Rivers, and Brady. Kind of analyze how they've played so far. You said, Drew, and what's weird about Drew Breeze is he's taking so much uh, heat for not throwing the ball downfield, but you look at his... His stats, he never really did all that much, although the arm seems a little bit weaker. But analyze Rivers and Brady a little bit. Are these guys going to be around long-term, or are they uh, one-and-dones with their respective teams?
1: Yeah, you nailed it with Breeze right there. As far as Rivers goes... I mean, you know, one drive, he looks amazing, and the other, he comes out and and he takes a safety like he did last week or throws a bad pick. I mean, just very inconsistent play from Phillip Rivers. I think, uh, you know, he was a pretty good option for Indianapolis in the offseason. I don't blame them for bringing him in, but I don't see this as much more than – you know, a year kind of rental to kind of try and make the playoffs and kind of develop a culture, a winning culture here in Indianapolis. Uh, So I I don't see that being a a long relationship. I think Phillip Rivers is definitely at the tail end of his career and wouldn't be surprised if if after this year he kind of hangs it up. Uh, As far as Tom Brady, I mean, you know, Tom Brady has obviously seen his moments this year too, uh, specifically this week, not knowing what down it was with the game on the line. He's thrown two pick sixes. You know, obviously as you get older, the arm strength declines. I think mm-hmm. we've seen that with all of these guys and you can't make the plays that, that you used to when you were 30 years old. Um, so Tom Brady, I think is going to, going to be around for a little longer than a year, you know, maybe two or three in, in Tampa Bay, but I, I just don't think that. He is, is good enough to, to lead this team to a championship. I think they're going to be a, a very good team as long as he's there. I think they're they're going to make the playoffs, have some success. I just don't think a guy like Tom Brady has the firepower anymore to uh, to lead a team to the Super Bowl. So, you know, I, I could be eating my crow, and Billy Rutledge will definitely let me know sure. if that happens, uh, him being the, the big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. But I think Tom Brady and, and all these guys are very much on the decline.
0: Well, let's look at a couple of big games before we let you go. You've got Tom Brady hooking up with Aaron Rodgers for only the third time. There was a a big one that was supposed to happen, and Matt Flynn, sub for the injured Aaron Rodgers, turned out to be a shootout with Brady. But they're one and one against each other. Packers' defense has been a bit suspect. Tampa Bay's offense not as dynamic as they would have hoped. How do you see the Packers at Tampa Bay?
1: Yeah, you know, we haven't seen a lot of Tom Brady with these uh, with these guys like Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, some of these legendary matchups we could have had because he's been in the AFC this whole time. So, you know, he finally comes over to the NFC, gets the Packers at home here after uh, a troubling loss in Chicago. So, you know, trying to get back on track. But I think the Packers, are to, are, they're really strong this year. And talk about eating crow. I'm eating it totally when it comes to this Packers team. I said that out of the four teams that made yep. the conference championships last year, I thought they were going to be the one to take the step back, and they have done anything but that this year. 4-0, I mean, probably the most impressive offense, or one of, at least, in the NFL this year. And the defense is making plays when they need to. I think the Packers keep it rolling, uh, go into Tampa Bay and get a big win. And uh, the Tampa schedule doesn't get any easier. You know, they kind of they kind of started off the year with, with some easier games, uh, you know, New Orleans to open the season was obviously tough, but then they got, uh, you know, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, mm-hmm. and uh, I forget the other one, just another weak team. So, you know, they were looking good against, against some of these bottom-of-the-NFL type of teams, and now, you know, they're starting to, to play some talented guys uh, like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and I just don't think that they're going to get the win this week. So, Buccaneers would fall to 3-3 and at 500, and the Packers would go to 5-0, a uh, very great start to the year for them if that happens. That game's at 425 on yep. the box. So I think that's the, definitely the game of the week.
0: And one more quickly, we've got the Browns at the Steelers. The Browns 4-1, despite not great play from Baker Mayfield. Any chance they can win in Pittsburgh?
1: And This is going to be an interesting game. The Browns have definitely impressed me. They have one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL this year. Uh, but Nick Chubb going on IR really hurts them. They still were able to win last week. Despite that, but I, I think this Pittsburgh front seven is way too strong. I think they're going to stifle that run game, make Baker Mayfield throw the ball down the field. A lot of costly turnovers in this one. I think Pittsburgh wins uh, pretty handedly. Uh, they're one of my dark horse AFC Super Bowl candidates, so uh, they'll, they'll keep it rolling this week go to 5-0. and 0.
0: When can we catch the Billy and Billy show?
1: Every Sunday from 12 to 1 on the 790KRD Facebook and Twitter and on Twitch. At Billy R Sports. Shoot us any of your fanny fantasy questions during oh. uh, during the broadcast. Or, or fanny any, picks. NFL in, in, yeah. in questions. <laughs> yeah, any of that. Um sure. we'll be happy to answer it for you from twelve to one on the seven ninety Carity socials.
0: All depends on the fanny. All right. Thank you, Billy.
1: All right, we'll see you
0: guys. All right, that's Billy Prickett. Lots of pasta at louisville.com. Tomorrow for lunch, go to the website. At the very top, you'll see a banner. Click here, and then you can place your order. If you want a hot sandwich, they have delicious paninis, stuff for the meat lovers and vegetarians alike. You can put together a deli sandwich. Call ahead and see what the soup of the day is, 896-6361. Then do a little shopping. You can get some homemade fresh pasta. You can get some... Family-sized entrees like the lasagnas or the chicken parmesan feed 10 to 12 people or just under 10, depending on Andy's rules at the time. You will love lots of pasta in St. Matthew's for going on 40 years. If you can survive in this town in the food business, you are that good. Lots of pasta, Louisville.com.